When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along to the Monday morning episode. Um, hope you've all made it through yet another weekend successfully and skillfully. Um, we have we've still got some catching up to do from um, Sam Delaney's tour diaries, haven't we? Uh, is there anything yeah, you want to adventures that I found myself address in. before we carry on with that? Anything notable from your weekend? Uh, no, my weekend was uh, pretty uneventful, to be honest. Obviously, it's the international weekend, so there wasn't yeah. any football to go to. Uh, we had my nephew stay, who's six, right. and that was quite good fun. Good stuff. Because it was like an extra kid in mm. the house, but six is quite good because you don't really have to pay too much attention. What? He just played played with my lad, yeah. who's like nine, so ten very soon. Keeps them both occupied, doesn't so, it? Yeah, 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 exactly. It's quite good. It's the perfect thing because they keep each other occupied, but you don't really need to be involved other than doing basic dadding, which yeah. is coming in and being a fucking silly cunt, like, to in a bid to entertain them. Yeah. And then, but basically, they're just like, no, mate, that's not entertaining. You're just a silly cunt. <laughs> at one point, at one point, someone said, someone, we were mucking around with, with my nephew at the table. He's a good laugh. And someone said to, like my wife said, was winding him up about me and said something like, "Do you think Sam has a bad life?" Yeah. Right? <laughs> this seems because to be everyone a was te- theme, doesn't it? About Sam, everyone in the was, household. Everyone was teasing me, right? And again, do you think Sam has a bad life? And this six-year-old nephew said really casually, but with sincerity, "I don't think he has a bad life. I think he has a boring life." <laughs> <laughs> And I went, yeah, fair enough, right mate. There, yeah. <laughs> what can That's you why do? I like it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you get to my age. You know, you just got you're happy for any small joys. So yeah, that was that was um, one notable incident. Wonderful. Um, oh, and also, my daughter said, I can't remember why, but I was trying to, I was trying to. I try to explain to her sometimes that I am a man of great importance. Yeah. Right? But she won't have it. And I told her my opinion on something. She said, no one cares about your opinion. I said, my my opinion is very important. I said, I am Sam Delaney, international, and I was about to say, international influencer, yeah. tastemaker, mm. Britain's best journalist, and so on. And she went international bald man <laughs> she went, that's all you are an international bald man she went, and then she said in fact they should make a show about you called britain's next bald man right britain's next bald man 
Instead of Britain's current yeah, bald Britain's, man. No, Brit- Britain's best bald man. That was it. Britain's best bald Because she was watching America's Next Top Model. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe she said you sh- it should be Britain's Next Top Bald Man. Oh, right, that yeah. was it. She said, that's the show they should make mm. about you. And I laughed, and then she looked at my wife, rolled her eyes and went, he'll probably use that in his podcast. <laughs> there you Pretty are. Sure she- Pretty sure she did uh, air quotes when she said podcast, as if it's not really yeah. a podcast. Yeah. Do you know? As if <laughs> it's just it something else. Well, how, how else do podcasts get rid of it? It's not like... Well, I don't know. She's never actually seen you or listened to an episode, so there's every chance she thinks I just sit in my room kind of talking to myself and then claim I was podcasting. I think maybe it's because we're not in the same room. She doesn't regard it as a proper podcast. You have to be in the same room yeah. or studio. Oh, I, think, I think that young people, like young girls, just see that like middle-aged men doing podcasts is just a hilarious cliche. Yeah, probably. And like, they just think podcasts are stupid. Mm. I mean, I don't know about your daughter. My daughter doesn't listen to podcasts, really. I don't think any young people do, do they? Of that age. No, it's not no. a young person's no, game. TikTok. Yeah. They need quicker, faster thrills than, than the slow burn of a podcast. <laughs> uh, very much a slow burn, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, fair enough. Um, yeah, I can't remember anything I did at the weekend. I watched lots of darts. That's about it. Sat around, dr- recovered from the rigours of being on tour. Because, um, like it. you were just saying, it, it does take it out of you. You do you need to decompress when you come back. So um it's a lot of travelling, a lot of travelling about and also, you know, you have to put energy. I mean, you know, people who saw the show might disagree, but we, we actually did, believe it or not, put quite a lot of effort and energy into every performance. Yeah. There was a lot to do. So here's what I want to say. I was saying it to you. This is a message to you, Andy, yes. but also to anyone Thank out you, there, right? Is that allow yourself to feel knackered because the instinctive thing, especially for us to say, uh, because we do, we now do this mm. almost, you know, we basically do this as a living and it's instinctive to go, huh, well, it's not like we do a proper job. And the recurring phrase that everyone uses, it's not like you're working down a pit. Well, fuck that. No fuckers work down pits anymore anyway. There's no, what pits? Mm. There are no pits. That's just shut them all. So get over the whole pit thing, right? Um, the thing is, because unless you, it sort of feels like you, you can't allow yourself to feel knackered or exhausted and therefore take the rest you require in order to recover, unless you are doing something that is quite sort of emotionally draining in terms of it's depressing and you hate it, right? Mm-hmm. Number one, which this is not, right? And two... Not all the time. Is... extremely physically arduous yeah yeah which obviously this is not either but lots of people will be doing jobs that are neither of those things and yet they can still get tired from that job right you get tired for a lot of reasons just fucking doing something a lot not having the time to rest so all I'm saying is I'm not going to sit here and go oh well I got yeah I'm not saying it's fucking hard. It's bloody one of the best things I've ever done doing a podcast that people like listening to. But what I'm saying is, doesn't matter what you fucking do. You might be a fucking painter or a poet, mm. right? Or you might fucking be one of those puppy... So- the best job in the world, which is a puppy socialiser. Yeah? What's that then? Which you kept... That, that is a is that job. a job? It's a, it's a job where puppies... I think puppies who have lost their mums or something like that, right. their dog mums, yeah. 
in childbirth or whatever. They need to be socialised, ready to become pets, and they don't have that usual period with their mum for whatever reason. Wow. And you can get a job where you literally go in every day and you play with puppies. Wow. You just play with them so they get used to affection, interaction, humans, and all the rest of it. Your job is to love puppies. You have to feed them as well from a bottle. Yeah, yeah, all that. That'd be fun. So, obviously, that is the best job in the world. Yeah. The easiest? Well, easy in as much as it's so much fun. It's quite straining, like, I think. It'd be quite exhausting coming out of a whole day of puppy socialising because they're quite demanding. Yeah, puppies. and the, other, the big emotional strain is, is that you make a big connection with the puppy and, and then eventually the puppy yeah. has to go and you might not see it again. Anyway, that's it. I've always thought puppy socialiser is the best job that you can get anywhere, mm. right? I don't know what the pay is like, but it almost doesn't matter, Okay. But even if you are a puppy socialiser, and if you are a puppy socialiser listening to this, please do get in touch because we would. Oh, I would we, love to just get to know you and know yeah, more about your work. We'd love to socialise with the socialisers, wouldn't we? Yeah, you, you can. Oh, we would love a behind-the-scenes tour of your um, puppy socialising compound. Yeah. And also, um, if any TV companies are listening, we would be interested in doing International Bald Men as a series. Yeah, and go, international go, puppy socialisers. Yeah, or could combine the two. We go abroad mm. and meet up with international puppy socialisers. To- Andy Dawson and <laughs> Sam Delaney, a two middle-aged bald man from Britain. <laughs> Their lives are boring. They are depressed, but not for much longer. They're about to become international bald puppy socialisers. Socialise with some puppies in Malaga. cut to us getting off the plane in our straw hats and bermuda shorts (laughs) and flip flops (laughs) ready to stroke some puppies carrying a small Um, travel case like people used to travel with like alan wicker would travel with in the 1960s yeah just a small one with stickers on yeah yeah, all the places we've been. Uh, but these puppies don't speak English. Ah! Ah, oh, Spanish puppies. Don't they all have rabies? No, this is one of the prejudices that we're going to try and teach you, iron out of you, Sam. Um, oh, it makes me think of that time when my mates, when we were in the Costa Brava, and he got they got chased by that gang of street oh, dogs. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Dogs, organised street dogs. Organised street dogs. Oh, well yeah. organised, weren't they? Funny enough, he posted a picture of that of us in in uh, on that holiday on Twitter the other day with me sort of passed out drunk because I was only a little boy and they took me on holiday and made me drink and take as many drugs as they did, even though they were men, and they wouldn't <laughs> let me off just because I was the youngest. <laughs> and then I was always sick and collapsing. <laughs> oh, you're the clown of the group. Well, I was just a baby. They're fucking yeah. forcing me to do things that were not right. Anyway. They, they should have hang on, they should have been socialising you. They like should have. Well, that's what they, they think they were doing. He posted well, a picture. I said, look, I said, look at the state of me. Why are you laughing at me? Like, why? And he went, well, it was good. Because he goes, we, t- we, we taught you things. And that's the way that all my brothers and their mates, like, because I had a lot of mates on me, they just think that, all those things that they did were, were good for me because they made me kind of, um, yeah, I think they oh, thought man. that that was socialised. But they only socialised, they only like socialised me to be like a, a toxic fucking mentally ill lunatic. Yeah. They didn't socialise me in a, in a way that would help me or society. They didn't, they didn't nurture you at all, did they? 
No. No. But you can't blame them because who nurtured them, you see? It's all a fucking yeah, cycle. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? That's why yeah. I was thinking about my brothers. Sometimes my brothers were like mean to me and bullied me and all the rest of it, but part of me just thinks, well, what are they? how are they supposed to know any fucking better? It was all better? they knew. Yeah, mm. they didn't fucking know. Anyway, what I'm saying is whatever you do for a living, always know that if you're working, it's hard and allow yourself to feel tired and then think, right, I need to rest. Because too many people and think... use that oh, time. Yeah. I don't need to rest because uh, it's not like what I do is hard. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But fuck yeah. that. Like I was saying to you the other day, my, well, you know, in my house, when I was a kid, the, you know, my mum always had to do jobs that she hated. Yeah, she didn't. She was always miserable in her jobs, but she had to do mm. them anyway to pay the bills. So when I started working, I've been lucky enough to almost always have done things for a living that are on some level fun, right? And are related in some way to the things that I like to do, irrespective of whether it's for money. So that's very lucky and that's a privilege. As a result of that, though, because my main sort of comparison in terms of what I'd grown up with as a role model for working was my mum, I never said no to work and I've always overworked because I based it on the rationale that, well, I mean, fuck's sake, I can hardly complain. I can hardly say, well, I need some time off because I'm lucky to be doing this shit. Look at my mum. She had to fucking do all these terrible jobs. She was like a carer on minimum wage for old people or working as a secretary in terrible companies and all the rest of it. And she hated every minute of it. So who am I to think that I need rest when what I get to do is write or talk for a living, which is a piece of piss by comparison. But fuck that. Just because it's easier than the next cunt's job doesn't mean it doesn't make you tired and you don't need to rest. And if you don't rest, then you go fucking bananas. True. Absolutely. Just rest. Mm. It's the underlying message of this podcast, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Just thought I'd say that. So, yeah, we weren't knackered off at all. So what? Sue us. Now, yeah. do you want to hear about the uh, car park folk or or um, my massage or a third thing, which is much shorter, Ooh. which Ooh. is something to do with me removing my trousers in a car park? During the tour? Yeah, during the tour. I didn't tell wow. you this one. <clears throat> I didn't tell you this that one. came out of nowhere. It, it happened in what? Newcastle, so it was quite late in the tour. <clears throat> But I did tell right. my wife about it yesterday and she found it to be a notable anecdote. Well, I'll tell you what. What happened was there was a tweet put out and mm. the um, the listeners voted for what they wanted to hear. And the pub argument, which we had on Friday, mm. um, got 63.2% of the vote. Yeah. So that's by far and away the uh, the, the winner. Um, second place, which is the one we're going to have to hear today, is going to be the car park people. Now, what we can do is, after that, we, if, if we'll there's time... We'll see if we've got time. We'll see if, if we've got time, time. we can have the car park trousers. How long have we been going but, so far, um, mate? <clears throat> well, we'll have a little break now. We'll come back okay. after the break. All and right. then we'll have um, we'll have your car park people story. Mm. Okay? Yeah. Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. 
Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Jalapeño. Right, we're back. Sam, please tell us about the car park people well what happened was we finished our show in glasgow that night quite late mm. and it was by the way it was an amazing show the crowd in glasgow was were absolutely fucking phenomenal from the but, moment we walked on stage every single show was there was one or two last time round when we came off stage and thought oh that wasn't they great. were a bit fucking sniffy weren't they yeah or, yeah what was yeah. wrong with their fucking faces yeah yeah but everyone <laughs> this time every uh, all every the crowds crowd were brilliant. great all the crowds were great a brilliant response of everyone. and it just makes us want to do more we felt we felt we blessed we did actually we felt like really good about it because everyone was so nice but glasgow we were fucking buzzing off our nuts but we couldn't mm. stay in Glasgow because of uh, Euro 96 was going on, right? Euro 96 re- revival yeah. festival, it, it, whatever it was. It was, was Euro on. 96 with um, Greta Thunderberg. For the environment. For the yeah. environment, right? So every fucking place was booked up. Although, quick tangent, I did manage to find one hotel room in Glasgow, which I booked just as a day room. So I had somewhere to lie down and watch West Ham versus <laughs> Liverpool. <laughs> Uh, and I'm fucking glad it was worth every penny because we we rolled up into Glasgow with you know rolled into Glasgow there wasn't there was a fucking most of an afternoon to kill before we started the show so I put this this premiere in round the corner and um, anyway yeah that was brilliant because I got to watch before West Ham before you go any further something something I forgot I was going to mention there's a series that's just begun on BBC Two so it'll be on iPlayer <clears throat> excuse me and it's it's it caters to both of our needs from last mm. week. It's the Lake District oh. with Simon Reeve. I don't know if you're f- oh, familiar with Simon Reeve. I love Simon, Simon Reeve. Reeve. Yeah, I've, Simon I used Reeve to know him years he? ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah? He used Simon to live Reeve's around the corner brilliant. from me years ago. Yeah, great bloke. <clears throat> Simon Reeve does the Lake District. Now, normally yeah. he goes abroad and he does like slightly dangerous stuff and yeah. does explorey things. He's doing yeah. the Lake District. I watched about 20 minutes of the first one last night and within um, <clears throat> within 10 minutes of this thing um he is talking to someone whose life purpose it is to eradicate the gray squirrel what in f- in favor of the red squirrel what because the gray was an american one and it came and fucked with our red squirrels well they did because the gray squirrel the gray squirrel carries a disease yeah which it then transmits the, to the red squirrel and it kills off the reds the greys don't suffer from this disease but the reds do Mm. So it seemed it, it all seemed quite nice at first. There's this woman and her husband, 
and they're saying like, oh, we love the Red Squirrels and it's been our, our life purpose for the last 10 years to try and help maintain Red Squirrel numbers. And mm. Simon's like, oh, right, nice one. How do you do that then? And she goes, <laughs> yeah, we fucking shoot them. <laughs> is it legal to shoot grey squirrels? Yes. It's a but pest control thing. A- so anyone at all is allowed to do it? I don't know. I'm not sure. I think maybe you need a licence. Probably for the guns, you'll need a licence. My but, advice yeah. is, if you're listening to this, don't do it. Don't no, no. do it. No. Do it. Do it. If you're going to do it, do it officially. Yeah. But it, it got really dark really quickly. I thought this is going to be good. Uh-huh. So, because um, obviously we were both in the lakes for a couple of days yeah, last yeah, week, yeah. and uh, it blew our minds. Yeah. So yeah, the Lake District, Simon Reid. Well, if you want to see player. red squirrels where the red squirrel population remained pure and untainted, mm. you know where Isle of Wight, mate. Really? No grizz? Red squirrels on the Isle of Wight. Fantastic. Yeah, only place I've ever actually seen them in the wild, but yeah. Anyway, so I get in, I get wherever. Afterwards, I'd already, because I was unaware I was going to get this room to watch the football, I'd already booked a room in Edinburgh. You were going back to Sunderland. And I was, I, well, we, we did we did have rooms in Carlisle originally. Oh, yeah, that's like halfway right. Halfway between... Glasgow and the next show in Newcastle, but I just gunned it home at half Yeah, 10. you gunned it home, and I didn't fancy that because I fancied going <clears> across. The, I wanted to go down, down the sort of um, northeast coast from Edinburgh yeah. to Newcastle the next day. Um, I did some night driving because, as we all know, there are no rules to night driving. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're <laughs> not in Scottish night driving. Like, go on, son. You're not eight. You're okay. You're past midnight now. Yeah, yeah. Do what the fuck it's, you want. It's a race against the sat-nav destination time. See how much you can skim off it. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I did, oh, well, I did the same. And I had, and my sat-nav said I was about just shy of an hour from this destination, which was on the east side of Edinburgh. And if mm. there's any Edinburghians listening, they might claim it's not even... <clears throat> They might say it's not even real Edinburgh. I don't know. I mean, Premier Inn said it was. Um, I'm just going to find out. It's called something like Musclecombe or something like that. Mus- Musclebra? Musclebra, that's it. Yeah. I, I like the name because it had the word muscle in it. Anyway, I, so I, I, <laughs> that, I, I had about 55 minutes to get to Muscle Man on the east side of Edinburgh. So drive, drive, drive. I was starving. Yet again, I'd forgotten to eat. The recurring theme of my uh, tour. Yeah. So I started going, ah, fuck, I haven't eaten since I was in the Lake District. So I thought, never mind, I'll stop at some (laughs) services. I'll get something, anything. So I see a fucking sign for the um, Heart of... It said Heart of Scotland services. I thought, that sounds fucking good, doesn't it? Heart yeah. of Scotland. So I mean, Pitched that's going beautifully. I, yeah. had, I really like, and I'd been spoiled because the day day before I'd been to you know <clears throat> tea based services. But there's something about it, and it was a big sign, and it had a picture of a thistle as well. So I thought, there, yeah, this is good. I'll stop here and get, even if it's just a past. <laughs> I thought this is <laughs> just. As Grim Sooners would have said, this is good. This is good. That's what I muttered to myself. So I was like, yeah, I'll get past everything. Anyway, this isn't to do with the car park people, but it's an interesting aside. So I pulled in, fucking starving. My tummy was making noises and everything. And I got out, and it was quite big, and there was a lot of trucks there. And I got out, and I saw an M&S Simply Food, and I thought, ah, fucking dreamland. Right? Mm. So I get over to it, and it's all fucking taped off. And then I try to get into the petrol station bit. That's taped off as well. And I go, the fuck? 
That's it. I walked up to this porter cabin, <clears throat> and there was an an old woman in a tabard, and she was washing out some sort of like coffee machine outside and I went excuse me is this the heart of Scotland services hey where why can't I get into the MS simply food this is like 11 o'clock at night right and she went ah we're having a refab and I said well where can I get some snacks and she went and now and I'm not kidding you it was the tiniest shittiest porter cabin that they'd set up right snack cabin Oh, I was absolutely gutted. We were in the heart of Scotland and all it was was a port cabin. I went there. She went, hey. So I went in. I went, oh, fucking hell. All right. I said, I'll have a fuck it. I'll have a packet of Watsits and a Snickers thing. (laughs) And she went, are you wanting anything to drink? All right. She came back in. I went, is there any coffee? She went, I've just cleaned the machine. And I went, oh, don't worry. She went, no, it's fine. What is it you're wanting? And I said, oh, just the white coffee. You know, when you're somewhere quite rough, you don't want to ask, and you're you're clearly from London, you don't want mm. to ask for a, co- a a speciality coffee by name because you think they might beat you up, you know? Yeah, of course. The I'd be the same, I'd be the mm. same in Sunderland. You know, I'd be like, uh, you know, I want an espresso, but I just say, I'll just have a coffee. And then they go, yeah. oi, what kind of a coffee? Because they know... <laughs> They know he's going to fucking he say... something elaborate. He's going to yeah. come out with something like a Cortado or something cunty like that. And I go, just a coffee. Come on now, laddie. You know you Don't want be something special. We've got the whiff of London about you. We can smell it. The moment you drove in, we fucking knew it was the way you were driving. The fact that you, the fact that you just asking for a simple coffee is an insult to us. Yes. It suggests that we do not have a full range Listen, th- that happened to me in Sunderland with Dave, God rest his soul. That was one of the first conversations I had with him. Don't remember in Pop Racks. I wanted a coffee yeah. and I said, I'm going to go and get coffee. He goes, we've got coffee here. And I said, oh, all right. And I said, and he went, what sort of coffee do you want? I went, just a coffee. Exactly that. And he went, we've got, what? yeah, but what type? What do you want? An espresso? And I went, yeah, I do want an espresso. She goes, we have got things like that. It's not just Nescafe, just because we're fucking Sunderland. So I went, all right, I'll have an espresso. I'll have an espresso. Cunt comes back a minute later. Oh, sorry, the machine's not working. You're going to have to have an instant. Well, there you go. I was right all along. Right. Um, but anyway, she goes, I'll knit your coffee then. Is it? What is it you're wanting? White coffee. What tape? White Americano. Hey, okay, I'll let you off this once. She had an accomplice who also was wearing a Taybard. She was fat, so it was like Aunt Sponge and Aunt Spiker from uh, James and the Giant Peach. But Aunt Spiker <laughs> just stared at me, smiling, like beaming from behind her counter, like as if she'd never seen someone like me before, right? So I was like, look, oh, just give me the fucking what's it's in the Snickers and I'm out of here. I'm getting spooked now, which I was. It was spooky. So I get back in the car, much, 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 right? There was some fucking Polish truckers hanging around who I didn't like the, the look of either. I thought they, they were just loitering like they were ready to kidnap and bum me or something. Yeah. So I, I jumped in the car, much, 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 drive, drive, drive. For uh, By the time I got to uh, Muscle Man, 
I was like, fucking hell. Muscle man. I, I'm sick of driving on these dark roads. I'm I'm, star- I'm starving. I was unsettled by my experience at the heart of Scotland services. I thought, this fucking <laughs> Premier Inn I'm coming to better be a nice one and not someone that's like a tower block on a on a hideous high street. I, fe- I need something warm and comforting. I pull around the corner and it's exactly what I dreamt of, mate. It, was, it looked like it had previously been some sort of old kind of small stately home or something it was an old old building right yeah and it was all warm it was lit from outside and it was all warm looking and i thought yeah this is just what i fancied and there was a car park so i thought this is fucking perfect so i pulled right up to the door no fucking parking space in the car park so then there was a sign saying extra spaces this way so i had to drive quite a long way away from the entrance to the hotel to the yeah. um what's it called brewer's fair which was attached to it right right yeah um and it was about five minutes away uh by foot about a minute away by car but i thought oh fucking wow. hell i'm gonna have to drag all the bags over here oh well and it was very dark and remote this other car part not like the mm. one i wanted it was very dark and remote there was no lights on it and there was hardly any other cars and i and it was all mess on the floor so i parked up and it was pitch black and by this stage, it's like close to midnight. And I get out of the car and I start fucking around, getting all my bits together. Didn't want to take all the bags out. So I start just getting out what I need from the bag, like toothbrush and that. Yeah. And while I'm doing all this, I hear some kerfuffle behind me. And the car, the park arc is fucking dark. So when I look around, I can see movement in the shadows, but I can't quite make out what it is, right? Shit. And then the slowly, people. slowly the shadows become closer. And I think to myself, that's humans. And then I hear these words. Ain't that big man? <laughs> and I thought, oh, <laughs> fucking hell. Car park people. And then they emerged from the shadows and there was three of them, right? Was it like a bit in Michael Jackson's thriller video? It, it was. <laughs> it, 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 it was. If you imagine the following all combined... <laughs> Irving Welsh's train spotting, right? <laughs> we weren't that far from Leith after all. Um, uh, Deliverance with Burt Reynolds. <laughs> Fuck me. And, <laughs> and the thriller video by Michael Jackson. Hey there, Bergman! Three blokes. I'm not joking when I say they look like fucking extras from train spotting, right? One of them was fucking huge, right? Mm. Uh, one of them was one of them had was so pissed he couldn't talk he was just stumbling around and the third one was quite small but he as he got closer to me I noticed he had elaborate facial scarring right okay yeah all of them were clutching cans of beer mm. no one of them that was it one of them had a bottle because I remember thinking oh. at one point he's gonna fucking crash me over the head with this fucking bottle right how you doing over there? And I went, all right, lads, right? Fucking oi. really dark, no one else around. Yeah, so I thought I'd better go, oi, oi. I mean, I mean that is the thing, situations like this, I've got an instinct to run towards danger. Not yeah. out of bravery as such, but there was, when I was growing up, well, there was always so many, you know, used to get mugged or there used to be fights. You used to go everywhere from a young age on the tube around London and you get so used to fucking dealing with loonies that I, I sort of learnt from an early age that if someone might be trying to intimidate you, I wasn't sure if they were trying to intimidate me, right? But 
Mm. If it looks like they might be, then it's much better for you to go over and fucking run towards them and try and be really friendly or just engage them. Because if you look like trying to avoid them, it's like red rag to a ball. So I've gone, all right, lads. I mean, and, to be to be fair, Sam, it's part of what's made you Britain's best journalist. Let's yeah, face it. I like instinct experience. do that. Yeah. And so they go, eh, as soon as they heard me talk, they goes, ah, you're from Yorkshire, are you? And I went, yeah. what? <laughs> I thought, fucking hell, they must be pissed. And I went, no, I'm Yorkshire. not from Yorkshire. Where are you from then? And I go, oh, London. Hey, what part of London are you from? And I went, oh, West London. And they go, hey, we know it well. Cricklewood. And I go, I have got, I'll be honest, I've no idea where Cricklewood is. I don't even know Cricklewood's in London. But I don't fucking know. You know it, Cricklewood. No, I don't know. I think I, I think I've stayed in the travel lodge in Cricklewood before because it was incredibly cheap. Yeah, probably. And it's, I'll uh, go it's quite figure. a way out. Yeah, I don't fucking know where it is, but you know, London's a fucking good big place. Like you can, I've lived in my whole life, but I mean, you're not, you don't fucking know all the places. I know about fucking one eighth of it probably. And they go, I go, and they were quite insistent. No, Cricklewood, you would know it. You know that Cricklewood? We've got mates there. No, I don't know Cricklewood. I'm like, fuck, I just want to go to bed. And then goes, nice car you got there. Facial scar one comes up close uh. then. So I, he's like walking towards me, so I walk towards him. Because I always think it's important to walk towards him. So I walk right up to him. And mm. I think I'll start asking him questions. I go, where are you from? Edinburgh. What part? I couldn't fucking understand the word he was saying, right? <clears throat> And I start talking to them, and they've sort of surrounded me in this dark car park. And for a minute, I was really knackered and tired, right? And for a minute, I thought, okay, it's midnight. These three are fucking pissed. They look like fucking hooligans, right? And one of them's clutching a fucking glass bottle. And they fucking made a beeline for me the moment they've seen me get out of my car. And I thought, one of them could just fucking lose it and I reckon it's the bloke with the scars and the bottles. So for a split yeah. second, I just, I genuinely thought, right you can't wait for it to kick off you just gotta fucking kick one of them in the bollocks and go mental right I thought there's no way I can fight these three even if they are pissed but if I kick one in the bollocks and just start acting really fucking mad I might have a chance of confusing them and he's like yeah that nice car you got there and I'm like oh fuck yeah what what car is that he starts engaging me in huge detail about my car and I just start Two of them drift off. So then I thought, all right, I'm not going to kick this one in the bollocks. I'm just going to keep walking, but I'm not going to try and get away from him. Because, again, I thought, if you try and get away from him, they'll either think that they're intimidating him. Or they do that, where where are you going? You think you're too good to talk to me, do you, man? (laughs) All right. So I keep on walking with him at his own pace. And he's just talking. I can't fucking understand the word he's saying. He's got a thick accent and he's paralytic drunk. And I'm looking around thinking, where have his mates gone? And he's walking alongside me, talking nonsense. I'm just going, yeah, 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 Cricklewood, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? And then we get almost the entrance of the hotel. Suddenly, at that stage, his two mates emerge again out some bushes, right? <laughs> uh, they've been tracking me alongside a fucking bush. Suddenly, all three of them are there again. And I've been thinking, all I need to do is oh, get... I mean, all I need to do is get into this fucking hotel, and that's it. Done, right? But then, yeah. I, just as I get to the hotel... The one of the scars is still with me, and the other two have fucking emerged from a bush. Hey, big man, you're still, you're staying here, are you? You're staying here the night. 
And I went, yeah. I thought, fucking hell, what am I going to say now? I can't turn around and go, no, actually, I'm staying in Carlisle, you cunts. I've got to run there. Bye. Right? Yeah. So, I, so I just went in, and they fucking went in too. And the reception at this fucking Premier Inn was tiny, so we're all squished into it. And the biggest one's gone to the guy behind reception who was like, looked about fucking 14, some spotty teenager, right? Who just looked <laughs> just, even more scared than I was. And the big one was clearly saying again, every man, I'm taking these boys in for a wee bevy in my room. And he goes, yes, that's fine. That's fine. He was English. He went, yes, that's right. fine. And then they just started like loitering right behind me while I checked in. And I thought, these cunts are waiting for me to go into the hotel. What the fuck is their agenda? Right? They mm. would not fucking leave. So I keep turning over and we're going through the checking in process and I'm trying to drag it out and make it longer. Because it's so le- And they're fucking around with the... Uh, I think they were trying to steal from the vending machine because one of them was doing that Homer Simpson and getting his arm right in the vending machine. <laughs> right. And the kid, the kid was not saying anything. I knew he could see. But he was like, fuck this, I'm not paid enough to deal with these fucking pissheads robbing the vending machine, right? So I'm looking over and they keep going, you ain't there, son, you have any problems? And I go, no, I'm all right, you all right? Hey, you don't worry about us. And I'm like, this is fucking super weird. I'm really tired and hungry. Why, why won't these cunts just either go into their fucking hotel room or fuck off, right? And in the end, they did drift by. And I heard them go through the door to the stairs. And it was only two floors, this hotel, right? Mm-hmm. And I said to the kid, right, listen, right? I said, they're fucking pissed out of their heads, those three. And he goes, yes, I know. Yes. As if like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I've worked in this fucking Premier Inn in Muscle Man for years. I'm, I'm well used to fucking mad piss Scotsman hanging about and being mental, right? And I said, yeah, well, I'm not. Right. Well, apart from Archie the Milkman, but that was years ago. Right. I said, listen, (laughs) listen, right. I said, I'm going to wait here because they're, I could hear them fucking around in hallways. I said, they're fucking mad. They're pissed up and I don't want to have to fucking deal with them anymore. I've had to deal with them in the car park for like the last 15 minutes. He goes, yes, that's fine. Just wait here. So I start chatting to him, making conversation, waiting for them to fuck off. And after about five minutes, I go, right, fuck it. Hopefully they've gone to their room by now because they were like running around and shit like that. So I get in and I fucking go creep through the door, look both ways, don't see them. Then I scuttle up to the first floor where my room was, get to the landing, look both ways, don't see them. Then I scuttle along, all nervous. It was I felt like you know, like in um, with Nell and I when Monty comes to the house, right, and they shit <laughs> yeah. themselves. That was like me. I scuttled along the hallway. Scuttle, scuttle, scuttle. I got my little card out and I'm going. Ooh, slide slide and if you do those cars too quick Andy as you'll know the light it's turns a, red and then you're like it's fucking keep that action, hasn't it? Yeah. it has to be smooth if you, you, can't, you, if you can't enter a, you can't enter a premier in room in a panic you cannot that's, You've got the, to be that's one of their policies yeah. excuse me excuse me I'm in room 149 my key's not working uh, are you in a panic sir am I <laughs> yeah, well yeah. that's probably the problem <laughs> <laughs> Try to breathe deeply and stop panicking. I'm like, ah, 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 in, in. Why is it going red? Fucking hell, I've got to get in. And eventually I remember, just calm down. Just relax. They don't like panic. So I do it smoothly. Out comes Smooth. the light goes green. My heart sings. I'm like, yes. And as I open the door, right, I step in. I'm not joking. The moment I step over the threshold, I hear a door about halfway up the corridor open fuck and one of them stumbles out and falls into the hallway hey! 
right? And then the other one comes out to fucking help him, goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think, they're going to fucking, that's it. This is, so I get inside the, the, the room. The cornered. I get inside the room, but it's one of those slow closing doors, Andy. Yeah. Do you know one of those doors that are <laughs> yeah. weighted? Slow, slow, yeah. slow. If you grab one of those doors and pull it, it kind of resists. It's yeah. like, those doors are like, eh, listen, cunt, it's, we'll close it's, in it's our a, own sweet time. It's an anti-panic door. It's an anti-panic yeah. door. It's a relaxed And I'm door. like, so they haven't seen me because I've got behind the door, but what they must have seen was that a door was open. Did they know it was me? Fuck. The guy who they thought was from Yorkshire or Cricklewood? Yeah. Big man, as they had named me in the mm-hmm. car park. Quite right. rightly. <laughs> I don't know if they fucking... That was the only good thing. Because they named me Big Man, I thought, right, they've acknowledged that I am a formidable physical presence. Yes, they could murder me now, but they know it won't be a quick kill. <laughs> right? But, um, yeah, I fucking just closed the door. Like, and it was so, it was so, it was like a bad dream where you're trying to run, but you can't. The door would not close fast enough. Ready mm-hmm. to close, and I bolted it. Click! Mm. And uh, that was it. That was basically my encounter with the car park people. Fucking Once I was hell, in the room, didn't... I felt okay. So nothing bad happened, but they kind of it delayed. I wanted to pull up to the hotel, get in my room, get changed, clean my teeth, and go straight to sleep. And instead, I had a 15 minute interaction with three paralytic car park people who had just yeah. been hanging around drinking cans in a car park when I arrived. Well, and when they saw me arrive, they just thought, great, here's some stranger we can interact with. That will liven up our evening. And then we'll follow him back to his hotel room. I would love to know why they were there, why they were staying there, what their agenda was, where they were headed to the next day. You know what I mean? Well, the, I need well, to know more. The impression I got was one of them was staying there, right? And the other two... Right were his mates and he had invited those two back so i did develop a little narrative in my mind because mm. i was thinking on it a lot and i thought that's weird because they seemed local but one of them was saying and i thought one of them has come into some money like maybe one on a scratch card or i don't <clears throat> fucking know right he's come into some unexpected money right mm. and he's thought i'm gonna treat myself and i'm gonna do a night in a premiere in yeah. Right, in the local yeah. premiere. A night of weir, mini yeah. break. Yeah. And he's bragged to his mates. He's gone to his mates. Yeah, yeah I'm fucking staying in the premiere inn. The one in Muscle Man. We'll go you, out in the it, car park. We'll have it, a night out. You come and meet me. We'll have a bit of a car park session. And we'll see yeah. if there's any, like, strangers, like Englishmen, turn up that we can <laughs> bother. We'll do some bothering in the car park. <laughs> we'll pretend we know all about uh, Cricklewood. Yeah, That's we'll a, give him the old. Random, please. We'll, we'll give him the old Cricklewood line, and if he <laughs> and if he says he doesn't know of Cricklewood, then we'll become hostile. We'll menace him. <laughs> <laughs> we'll act like he's a, he's offended us. <laughs> Marvelous right. stuff. So it was like that because he was seemed to be like he was he was large in it because he had a place mm. in the fucking Premier Inn and he was letting them back to have some cans in his room. But I did also think. Why were you having... It was quite cold. Why were they having a car park session first? And they've got a room they can use. But they've got a nice warm room. Keeps the drinks cold, though, doesn't it? Anyway, if anyone's from Muscle Man, perhaps they can shed some light on all this. You'll know the Premier Inn. I'm sure there's only one in Muscle Man. If you're a member of the car park people, it's Musclebra. If you're a member of the car park people and you're listening to this, you want to get in touch and give us your side of the story, feel free. (laughs) I'd love to. I mean, as it transpired, I was sort of thought I might bump into them in the Brewers' Fair the next day 
when I was having breakfast and then we could smooth things out because yeah. it reminded me of when Charlie Seeger, the Liverpudlian hitman, broke into my hotel room in Manchester all those years ago and it was terrifying. But then the next morning I saw him over breakfast and it was like we had quite a nice <laughs> chat and it was sort of like, Haha, remember when yeah. you broke into my room last night and made out you were going to kill me? And he was like, ah, yeah, that was fun. And it, we all seemed relaxed afterwards, although he did <laughs> then... When the waiter came over and said, here's your bill, Mr. Delaney, and he signed it off in my name. That was funny, too. Yeah. Okay, that's it from this one. That is the car park, people. Um, we've still got the massage to come, and also the trousers in the yeah. car park in car Newcastle. Park trousers. We'll do that on uh, on Friday's episode. Uh, lots to, to get through. Thanks for listening, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. are on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns